In this episode of Tech Transformation, we're taking a look at the current state of the retail and CPG supply chain. We're talking with Tom Adrecki, VP of Supply Chain at the Consumer Brands Association, about what's causing the most pain today, how brands are navigating these challenges, and some of the tech that's helping. We also asked Tom to dust off his crystal ball and give us an outlook for this year and next. Stay tuned for that and more on this episode of Tech Transformation. Welcome to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News, where we explore the innovative tech strategies and trends in retail and consumer goods. I'm Lisa Johnson, the Editor-in-Chief of CGT. In this episode, I'm talking with Tom Madrecki, VP of Supply Chain at the Consumer Brands Association. Tom's here to give us a quick update on the state of the retail and CPG supply chain, how brands are navigating some of today's challenges, and some of the ways that technology can help. Tom, welcome. Lisa, great to be here. Thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, It's great to have you. Uh, Can you get us started? Just tell us a little bit about your background and about the Consumer Brands Association. Sure thing. The Consumer Brands Association represents the totality of the consumer packaged goods industry. So food, beverage, household, and personal care manufacturers, many of the brands that Americans know and love. Um, I have the privilege of of working on on supply chain issues on behalf of the association and and that industry. Um, Both advocacy, working with government policymakers to to take time, cost, and complexity out of the supply chain, um, thinking about how we can strengthen and, and build greater resiliency, um, as well as you know, fostering greater collaboration, working on industry affairs efforts that help the industry um, move forward um, and respond to to the challenges that we're all facing today. Great, thanks so much. And you know, I'm glad you mentioned collaboration. I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, so let's just dive right in. You know, we're hearing uh, a lot of mixed results from CPG and retail leaders about the challenges of the supply chain today. Uh, I just want to let our audience know who's listening. We're recording this in mid-August to just give some perspective. Um, But there's a study released last month uh, that it remains a top concern for leaders, but we're also hearing signs that things are improving. So, you know, would like to get your reaction to that. Yeah, I think if you look around, it looks like the margins, right? You see some moderation of transportation costs or, or capacity coming back online. But it's very clear that supply chain remains um, the number one, if not like one of those top concerns that are facing every CPG. It's a differentiator in the marketplace. Um, demand for consumer packaged goods continues to rise um, sort of at record levels um, at the same time that the supply chain is in crisis. Um, many, much of this is underpinned by a labor shortage that's only growing worse. Uh, and the cost to make and ship goods uh, continues to set record after record. Um, so the, the need to ease supply chain pressures has never been greater, and I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Can you talk a little bit about you know some of the things that are really causing the most pain today? Yeah, um, I, I have a, you know I get a chance to talk to member company executives all the time about um, this, and the answers I get are varied, but also very similar, which is basically to say that every link in the supply chain is challenged. Um, I mentioned the cost of making shipping products is at record levels. Um, labor is a huge concern. Um, you've also had this successive series of events, um, not just the pandemic, but war in Ukraine, extreme weather, um, new COVID waves and sort of like what that looks like, cybersecurity events. You see just over and over again the strain being put on that system and never have, that system's never sort of able to catch up. I think that that speaks to um, a lack of resiliency um, as well as a lack of visibility that we have both about how supply chains operate and about the potential impacts of disruptions when they occur. Um, so as demand continues for CPG, at least, continues to rise, um, we've seen 
10 straight months where demand exceeded even the panic buying levels of March 2020. You know, mm-hmm. people couldn't get toilet paper or everything was out of stock. Demand today is markedly higher uh, than it was then. So I think that that one speaks to the industry sort of stepping up to the plate and being you know able to keep delivering. Um, but clearly something needs to be done to respond to some of those long-term or systemic challenges that are um, sort of the cracks in the system that uh, we're only not totally seeing because the industry is doing such a good job, I think, you know, manning the manning the forts, if you will. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how they are responding? So it sounds like in what you're saying is that a lot of the CPGs are having the same problems or similar problems, but I imagine they're not all responding in the same ways. So can you talk about some of the different ways that they are navigating this? Yeah, I think that one of the things that you've seen clearly come to the fore is the role of technology. Um, and thinking about, especially in, in the context of a, a labor crunch, especially in terms of being able to keep pace with that record demand, well, how can you you know use and leverage technology creatively? One of the, the initiatives that the Consumer Brands Association and member companies launched during the pandemic was an effort around contactless delivery. It was initially, of course, really around safety, minimizing contact between drivers and dock personnel. But that same technology um, and the ability to take paperwork out of the system and automate processes has huge potential to increase efficiency um, across you know, your operation, uh, just being able, and then especially if you can marry it to other technology like geo, geolocation technology or visibility tools that are within the supply chain, you can start to imagine a more uh, automated uh, and seamless uh, you know, end-to-end flow of, of goods and services and really trying to unite those. So I think that you see companies considering immediate technology fixes, but then also sort of that broader transformational approach. How do you knit all of those technologies together to have more of a, a network type model and build greater efficiency, um, being you know aware of the fact that you're going to you know, have these record levels of demand at the same time as maybe not the, the, um, the greatest labor pool or the greatest access to transportation um, I think trying to mitigate some of those concerns. The other thing that I, I think you see companies doing is looking to the policy space, and that's where I think the association comes in, in particular. Um, so much of this is tied to the state of government policy, and then what can be done from a government level mm-hmm. to positively impact supply chains going forward. Can you um, just talk a little bit about the contactless delivery force? I know our, we've certainly covered it, but for those who are listening, it might not be uh, aware of it. Can you give a little background on how it was formed and, and what it's up to now? Yeah. So we uh, today have over probably 50 CPGs and retailers involved. Um, these are you know, national brands, um, all looking to solve common challenge, which is you know, today you have paperwork with you know, bills of lading. Um, just the delivery confirmation process is rife with, I think, opportunities to uh, change how that's done. Um, of course, again, started with really an an effort around keeping people safe, minimizing uh, contact during COVID times. Now it's really around efficiency, um, being able to scale the adoption of that technology and find greater ways to sort of minimize the touch points, but then also just get people in and out of facilities faster, get more trucks back on the road so that the overall system efficiency improves. What we saw is that companies that were able to adopt contactless technology were minimizing dwell time by upwards of 40 minutes on average. Um, and again, that just keeps more puts more capacity back into the system so that everyone benefits, but it also enables those facilities that have that technology just to, to work that much better. 
What about technologies for the workforce? You know, I, I think that's something that would probably be of particular interest for our retail listeners. Yeah. I mean, certainly I think it's like an augmented perspective, um, various AI tool, like sort of like things that equip the, um, you know, the folks that do their job better. I think all of that um, is very much under consideration and in play. I think one of the, the technology tools that's quickly, I think, sort of seeing it's a renewal or resurgence of um, you know, excitement around um, is not just visibility to um, maybe in a tangential way or sort of like a, like, oh, like this is a nice to have, but the application of visibility across um, your supply chain to really understand and leverage that data. Um, I think that there's a, just a huge opportunity for, um, CPGs and retailers alike to leverage data, often in, in more collaborative settings as well. And I think that that speaks to the, the retailer CPG relationship is when you, not only do you each have that data on hand and you can each leverage it together, but if you can collaborate with it um, and really try to be more in lockstep with your supply chains, then everyone um, stands to improve if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that that absolutely makes sense. And I wonder, are you hearing more, an increased willingness? And certainly, the the challenges of data sharing are they go back for a very long time. Um, and we did hear of progress being made during the pandemic. So, do you still see more of that willingness continue to work more collaboratively? Absolutely, I think that that's that's certainly still an area that's sort of rife with opportunity. I also think that that same opportunity. Um, is also something that's being even explored at that governmental level. So there's an initiative that was launched um, called Flow, uh, Freight Logistics Optimization Works. Um, the Department of Transportation stood up, um, including several uh, retailers and CPGs that are part of that initiative. Um, I, I think that there's it's sort of the now is the moment in time where that's maybe the you know, maybe the pandemic is the tipping point, right? Or maybe the um, this isn't this is that like. You know, I said the straw that broke the camel's back. Hopefully, nothing's breaking any further. But um, th- this is really that opportunity where we can seize the opportunity presented by data sharing um, and just you know find common ground and, and make some significant changes that enhance efficiency for everyone. Um, thinking of opportunities and, and thinking towards the future, I know you don't have a crystal ball, um, but if you did and you could dust it off, what's your outlook for the supply chain and the and the challenges for? the rest of the year, maybe even into next year. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, you look at rising commodity costs, um, an inflationary environment today, um, certainly as the, you know, the Fed continues to hike interest rates and things of that nature, there's the chance of recession. I think that companies are going to have to wrestle almost with how do they simultaneously meet the record levels of demand today. And then also at the same time, project out what's going to be that, um, that new product mix that's in demand or what's going to be, uh, how are consumers, how is consumer spending patterns going to change? Are they going to, to go to a different product or pay less for it? There's all of that to navigate in that economic volatility. So I think that that's critical for companies to address in the near term. I do think that if you look at the supply chain, traditional supply chain metrics, I mentioned transportation capacity and cost earlier, You'll continue to see maybe some moderation of that. I know that many of the banks and others have predicted um, that too. But I, my concern is that as people see, oh, the you know transportation costs stick down a little bit, that we think that things are just better, and that's just fundamentally not true. Um, it's kind of just 
obscuring the fact that these systemic challenges remain, that we have to address this long term. And again, I think that that's where the policy component of this is so critical. And we have to lay that foundation for the future today to stay competitive and to have greater resiliency uh, going into the future. So we can't just keep putting Band-Aids on things? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I have one final question. Um, The tech transformation audience is made up of both CPGs and retailers. So what do you wish that retailers knew when it comes to CPGs in the supply chain? And I think that, you know, first and foremost, it's that they very much want to be that partner. Um, I think that there's a, a you know, view at times that it, it's not as collaborative. Um, that I think is far from the case um, when I or I talk to CPGs, you know, folks want to uh, deliver um, for their customers. And I think that it's, it's really about, you know, sitting down, being at the, the same table, having that common understanding, and then thinking about well, what are some of those areas like a contactless delivery or like, um, you know, other technology tools like data sharing, that maybe there's that, op- that, that, you know, that room to, you know, proceed and, and, and start initiatives and work together on things. Um, clearly, you know, there's, there's never going to be a time where everyone sees entirely eye to eye on something. Um, but there are clearly some opportunities to collaborate on cutting edge technology and ensure that store shelves are stocked, um, with the stuff that people want when they want it um, and at the lowest cost, lowest possible cost. So I'm hopeful for it. Hopeful for it. Well, I think we all are hopeful for it. So Tom, thank you so much for sharing your insight. I'd love to have you on in a future episode to see if any of these uh, opportunities have come to fruition. I know uh, probably hoping for a day where supply chain is not part of the dinner table conversation. We'll see if that ever happens. Um, but for now, thanks so much for joining. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Lisa. Thanks for listening to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News. Be sure to subscribe to learn more innovative strategies and trends in the retail and consumer goods industries. And don't forget to visit RISnews.com and consumergoods.com to sign up for our newsletter.